You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and you're listening to a podcast that believes in dreams, that places trust in the magic of imagination, that is always the first star to the right, and where the light in the window is always on. Join as we discuss the views from Walt's apartment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of Walt's Apartment. We are so excited here. Going to do this every month, it sounds like, with our friend Danny. Just ask Danny. We're going to get back to you in a second, my friend. Lewis, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah, it was good to see you last week and um, catch up with you and go to the parks again. But also, while we were there, we got to meet our friend here, Danny, from Just Ask Danny on YouTube. How are you doing, Danny? Good, good. It's... uh. It's been two crazy weeks at the... Well, for me, I went to WonderCon this weekend. Okay. And then the weekend before was Toontown. So it's been a lot a lot of busy busy weekend activities. So WonderCon is... What is that? WonderCon is a Comic-Con international convention. So it's oh, like okay. a smaller version of Comic-Con. Okay, cool. And then was that, was that the convention center? Yeah, oh, Anaheim Convention Center. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Toontown because we actually got to meet up. You picked me out of the crowd and kind of stopped me and said hello, which was nice. Like I said, it was it was mind-blowing. But first off, <clears throat> tell us about your podcast. Tell us about your YouTube channel, where they can be found. Let's get let's get that out there and promote you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have a podcast called The 5571. Um, a lot of it's just me kind of rambling <laughs> with my own thoughts and different topics and covering the news and all that kind of stuff. I do have some guests every once in a mm-hmm. while, um, too. So looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to have uh, Jar Jar Bougie back on again for another episode. Nice. I usually have Mondo from Five Fires on as well too. So um, you can follow that on any podcast platform. Um, I am a Spotify podcast, but like it's available on everything. So okay. Um, and then uh, also on YouTube, just ask Danny, like my name down below here. Um, and I post videos typically once a week if I can. Yeah, you did an awesome video of Toontown, so it was it was very cool. Um, we're going to, like I said, we'll get to Toontown. A lot of stuff happened. I actually was able to go down and check it out. Hasn't been a, haven't been to Disneyland since D23, so it was nice to be back, you know, about six months, six, seven months later. So it was nice to get back in there. Um, the way you do your show, I, I've told you this before. I like it. You don't have music. You have nothing. You just start talking. And I'm like, okay, this is, and it's, and it's, it's engaging. And I don't, I don't know if I could do it by myself. And I, and, and I, you know, I, I did one extra magic hour podcast a couple years ago and it was I, th- I got this i made a script and i never write scripts i did it like in 12 minutes because i read it. i did, just read it all. okay cool that's it and i'm like crap i have like 10 20 more minutes to fill but i mean i think you do i you're not rambling because you start off you start off with the the news in the parks and you give like what's happening that week which is great then you're ma- you always have a main street topic which i think is really cool and then you put a bow on it wrap it up and i I, I'm a big fan of your show. It's very informative, and it's a great way to start the week for sure. So kudos to you. It's a. It, I, I really like the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. It's uh, and you are like you said, um, 
Mondo's on there. Mondo Five Fires YouTube. You are on there pretty much every Sunday. Speculation Sunday. You guys are always in the parks together, hanging out, doing stuff. So Speculation Sunday. I don't get to watch it on Sunday nights because I always have something going, but I watch it all day long at work on Monday. I like will pause it, <laughs> unpause it, pause it, unpause it. So, but yeah, you guys do great stuff. So we appreciate what you do here. We're fans of yours here. But um, Lewis, anything to add about Danny's show? I don't. I know you've been listening to it as well. No, you you hit the nail on the head. I, I enjoy both your content, your collaboration content with Mondo. I mean, it's it's always straightforward. And again, like I, I think I shared it last time we we're talking, it's always you hit the details in a way. If a guest or a follower would ask a question, you answer it as if we were already to ask it. So mm-hmm. I always enjoy listening to it. Speculation Sunday. I hate watching it a day later because I want to like <laughs> hop in the chat room and give ideas. But then I'm like too late. So there's sometimes I end up just writing you guys on Instagram like, hey, theorizing this or what about this? So I wish I can catch it on Sundays. But unfortunately, I'm usually a day late listening to it at work as well. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people like the replay for sure. Uh, I'm glad that he keeps it up there for however long he keeps it up. So, yeah, they're great. I mean, and he the engagement you guys create with your with the listeners is, is great. And he has. He calls it a community. It's it's literally a community. He has moderators there. You get waiting yeah. out the bad stuff. I'm a member of it, so it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see that. I still miss all that stuff too. Uh, you know, like I guess you can watch it, uh, Mandalorian with him if you want. You yeah, know? He's, got, <laughs> he's got a bunch of different member only lives, yeah. kind of stuff like that. So he definitely has built a a, a great community that's very yeah. loyal. It's awesome. Well, you're part of it, so I mean, you're a huge part of it because he leaned. From what I see, what I watch, he leans on you a lot for a lot of information, which is you have that information and that comes out in your podcast. So like I said, your podcast is awesome. If you don't listen to it or don't follow it, it's the 5571 on Spotify, you know, Spotify, Google, iTunes, whatever. Just all the same ones all of ours are on. So it's, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Um I, we, we came up with some ideas here and I, I gave you a list, but before we came on, I, I wanted, I want, I was asking you a few questions. Um, you have a full-time job. I want to learn more, a little bit more about you before we get into the topic. So you, you have a full-time job. You do, you do YouTube and the podcast on the side, obviously. Mm-hmm. What does it look like a, a week for you in the life of just ask Danny five, five, seven, one. What I know, I know I didn't prep you for this. I'm sorry, but what is, they kind of told us before we started what you do. So I thought the way you, the way you post your stuff, it looks like you're there all the time, like everyone else, but you aren't, I was kind of shocked to hear you only there once a week. So yeah, what you do and how it looks like for you. Yeah. I usually typically only go once a weekend day um, and just film like like an update, you know, for, for the YouTube channel kind of uh, I do my like walks, my stroll through the parks to see kind of, you know, in my head, I kind of go in with an idea or like a little list that I have of like, all right, these are the things I want to cover. You know, we've been watching this construction. Let's go check that out. Let's see what's different. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe altogether, this it's an opening weekend of something. So that kind of takes precedent over anything else. Um, so I kind of just go in with that focus and that plan and film it out. Um, this week, I, I went on the weekend and uh, I filmed updates like in toontown things that have changed since the opening weekend and uh, some things have changed already which is hmm. nice to see um they turn the water but, down from the fountain uh, no it's still <laughs> spraying water everywhere i was filming it on this particular video and i was my shoes were getting soaked 
<laughs> it's just doing so much. But um, and then I'll typically record um the podcast after I visit the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, usually on you know speculation Sunday day as well. Um, and then uh, you know edit. I have to find time to edit both of those things <laughs> before. Uh, typically the podcast has to come out on Monday or Tuesday if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll edit that first and then, um, uh, and then sometime throughout the week as I get time, I'll, I'll edit the video and try to get it out before, uh, the weekend. There you go. Now, I think I've asked you this before. You don't just one record the, the podcast, right? Cause it sounds no. like you do. It sounds like it's one free flowing thing where there's no gaps in it. So your editing is great as well. I don't edit. I take off the beginning of the music. And the end, whatever's in the middle is what's there because we're very organic. And like, if there's long, if there's a huge gap, I'll pull that out and get rid of that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't go in and edit. So it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but yeah, your stuff I, is great. If I have a guest, uh, there's not a lot of editing because it's kind of free flowing conversation. Right. Um, unless there's like some flub or something like that, that we want out. Um, and then for myself, I'm kind of like putting together, it's easier to like, when you're by yourself and you're doing like a longer episode to, to record the clips uh, mm-hmm. and, you break and you to record the clips and then you can put it all together. Right. Um, and it, it seems like it's one seamless episode, uh, but you don't have to talk for like an hour straight or something. Yeah. Well, like I said, it sounds like that's what you're doing. So it's a kick-ass job. Congratulations on, on the, the channel and the, and, and the podcast. That's awesome stuff. Thank you. But let's, Lewis, any questions about that before we get into our, our topics? Um, no, I mean, nothing that comes up offhand, but I'm sure something will come up throughout the show. Yeah. Um, one more thing before we get into topics. We talked about Splash Mountain a second here. Um, you guys were asked last night on, on Speculation Sunday, when do you think it will close? And I, I don't know if I didn't hear the answer, but are we all kind of agreeing that's going to be like sometime in the summer? Or I don't know what you're thinking, Danny, of when it, when it would be. Um, we were speculating that it was going to be before summer. Okay. Um, so we thought there might be some credibility to the May timeframe, maybe like an early June. Um, you know, we thought that if they're opening it late next summer, mm-hmm. um, closing it by this summer would give them just a little bit over a year, um, yeah. to, to transform the attraction. Um, you know, I get worried when I think about how little time they have to actually transform it. And if that yeah. means the ride's going to be rushed and not all that <clears> big <throat> of a changeover. But then I have to kind of think back to, I always have to remind myself about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, six months. Yeah. No, I think it's five months. They did that whole thing. So I remember they closed it in January and it opened back up Memorial Day weekend. So, I mean, six months yeah. basically. And that's what, that's probably my top three favorite attractions is, is Guardians. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. But yeah, um, yeah. I hope I hope it's not rushed. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Lewis is is bittersweet. Um, but like he even said before we started, like you said on speculation, just close the damn thing and let's go. You know, what I mean, stop talking about it. Stop speculating about it. Stop doing this. I, I write articles sometimes for a, for the DisneySider.com, and they put it out. I saw the OC Register article, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get up and I'll, I haven't written an article while I'll start doing this. So I start typing it like eight ten o'clock in the morning. Then Skyler, who's in charge of our of our channel pops in mm-hmm. into the to the chat and says the Scott Gustin is it Gu- Gustin? Um, uh, Scott, yeah, Scott Gustin or Gustin? Gustin, yeah. yeah. Um, not confirmed. I'm like, damn, okay. I said, okay, well, I'll stop. So I just stopped even. And when I when I know more, I'll I'll actually type the article because why put something out there like certain other 
places do, and they say it's confirmed, and then they, then they only update that story and not actually go in and change the title of it. So it makes no sense. But yeah, Splash Mountain, it's time to close. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Let's, let's get Tiana in there. But some cool things happened besides me being able to go back to Disneyland for the past couple for the past like seven months, Indiana Jones out of nowhere opened up on March 17th. Yes. Um, I got there on March 18th, but um, got to write it twice while I was there for three days. Got to write it twice. You guys have not gotten to write it yet, right? But you've seen like videos of the changes. Um, I, I don't know if Mon- if Mondo had a chance to write it or not because uh, he's gone during the week. So maybe he has. Yeah. Um, but I've seen, yeah, a lot of videos of yeah. the changes and stuff like that. And uh, they all look really great. I, I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's never been my favorite. I don't. I never have liked Indiana Jones. It always made me sick for whatever reason. Always made gave me an upset stomach. This time I went on it twice. Nothing. There was so much more to look at. I, I thought. I mean, visually, the lighting. Um, people that with Nicole, who's one of our hosts, with her, she's like was just enthralled by the lighting. Like Mara, that's all. It all glows now. And then they took out the rat room and have like this cool, like looks like a multiverse kind of like lightning kind of thing just in the middle of the ride the boulder works the snake works it's clean it was it moved up into my top five it was actually enjoyable both times that I, that i went on i actually really enjoyed it so but from what you've seen what do you what, what do you like what do you dislike from what you've seen from the changes um I, I think it's it's nice because we got um the attraction back to it's like original you know splendor but even yeah. more right you know <laughs> So I think that's the best part about it. Um, did they fix the rotating door? I didn't see anything about that. The rotating door. So, so I saw clips and everybody had saying, saying that they didn't fix it. But at the same time, too, I know before it wasn't like it didn't change every single time you wrote it. It was like day by day to change it. But everyone that's posting says, no, they haven't fixed it. Oh, in door. the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I did not see that fixed. It no. seemed like every video I was watching, everyone was getting future the future but like the mara like statue it like has like this like gold like shimmering as it goes i'm like damn that looks really cool and yeah the snake popped out at you like it used to the the boulder was the coolest thing and people are behind me like oh my god how'd they do that and i'm thinking watch imagineering story it's like a car wash you're just sitting you're not moving (laughs) you know but it, it was cool and the like nicole said the lighting like down where the flames have come up, it was just yeah. more, more vibrant, and the shadows. There's something done with the shadowing and stuff. It looked, it looked really, really good. So yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the 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 laser effect too from um, the skeleton, the skull mm-hmm. inside the temple that was working. Um, it, it just it looked very like when you turn that corner. And you look into like the big room, you could see just like how well lit everything was. Yeah, no, it looked amazing. Like when you can look way across, like holy crap! And then we were talking on our extra magic hour show the other day, and if, uh, this thought came in my head. You know, when they first came up with the idea of uh, Indiana Jones, the Jungle Cruise was supposed to be going through it as well, and the train was supposed to. But that was the original like drawings. I remember seeing that they talked about that and. I'm thinking, damn, that would have been cool, but this still, it was, it was just, I was very, very impressed. You know, it was down for what, three months, I think. Yeah, it was down for a long time since January, I think, 9th. They did a good job with it. I was very yeah. impressed. I, I was reading somewhere that the snake that they have in there is temporary, that the, per- the one that's usually there is being repaired and they'll swap it back out soon. 
Um, cause someone pointed out that the snakes skin or like scales on the animatronic part versus the snake in the background are two different colors. Hmm. And apparently that's the temporary one. I didn't notice. That was cool. Cause I yeah, remember it well, not working. I meant, you know, and I even knew it coming around the corner. Oh, it's going to jump out at you. And it hasn't done that in years. I know a couple months ago, I think fresh baked actually had a video where they actually showed the snake sitting back behind the attraction. They just showed mm-hmm. the snake heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool to, uh, I'm very, very impressed with Indiana Jones, finally, after being almost 50 years old. But yeah. I never liked it until now. So, Yeah, there's uh, – and the queue, you know, is still mm-hmm. one of like, the best queues, like, as far as theming and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't have the best lightning lane, but <laughs> it's uh, – No, no. But it's got a fun queue. It's very well-themed, you know, with the whole generator and the flickering lights. And it really brought, like, immersion to the queues really before – before a lot of other things had it already. So mm-hmm. I, we talked about this as well in our show. And I'll maybe get your thought on, on, on the queue. Now I remember when I was younger, you would wait inside that whole time. You wouldn't be stuck outside and then, and then shuffled in, you know, why they changed that, why they made it to where you just basically walk through the whole thing and you're not in inside the queue, the seven mile long queue that, that um, <laughs> Lewis calls it. Yeah, because they have to, they have to, you know, they merge on the outside for fast pass, right? When the ride first opened, they didn't, I don't think they had fast pass. Oh, that's yet. okay. That's so, where it totally makes sense. That you just, I just answered my own question by you saying, because there's no split off inside that you just merge into there. Yeah. So because there's no split off, um, you know, it's, it's some of these older rides like mm-hmm. Space Mountain and Indiana Jones and Soren that, um, and, and even Soren was built um for well i mean i guess you could say soren's not that bad but yeah um indiana jones and space mountain for sure um but their lightning lane cues are just terrible and they don't really give you especially indiana jones it's the worst it doesn't there's no benefit at all and um you're merging right away and so i didn't even think about that till you just said that that's why they do that okay yeah (laughs) and if there's no line outside which if it's a less crowded day there might not be you're not really you're not skipping anything yeah also, single single since you since you mentioned Space Mountain, single riders back at Space Mountain that just came back this last week as well. Yes, so cool. a little bit of a quest, a little bit of a cluster. Yes, it's already it's already back to the way it was before, though. Yeah, because of all the all the problems. I don't know who came up with that idea, but that that was literally <laughs> quite possibly one of the dumbest ideas they've done in a really long time. To try because, to get you to merge with, like, okay, you three are with this person. You're going to be the fourth yeah, person. They were, they were essentially having single riders hold a piece of laminated paper and walk through the lightning lane queue with the lightning lane guests. And then as the lightning lane guests were merging with standby, the cast member would ask the standby or the lightning lane um, how many were in their party. And if it was an odd number, they would pair that odd numbered party with a single rider. And then that single rider was just told to follow this family. (laughs) Stick with with your group (laughs) with the little laminated paper and stick with that group and somehow somehow ride with them. When in all reality, that person could go down to the end and be like, I want real one. I'm a part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I saw that. I think Megan, who's on our show a lot, she was, she was there for the first weekend. Then David, I just saw his video about, how now you go through the exit again like it used to be yeah. so which makes a lot more sense which um, i'm curious 
we mentioned Indiana Jones and their lightning lane kind of being, I think Indiana Jones' lightning lane is probably one of the worst, if not the worst. Why don't they, for Indiana Jones, have you do the same similar thing for either single riders or lightning lane, go through the exit? Because um, you can still load uh, from the exit. Um, you just hit the elevator over and they use the elevator or they put you in at the stairs right there. I'm just curious, like, why they don't utilize the exit in Indiana Jones for Lightning Lane. That would make Lightning Lane for Indiana Jones probably jump top five Lightning Lanes because you get a bigger jump. Yeah, I think, honestly, they just need to rework the queue, right? They need to spend the money and just rework it so that they can fit the Lightning Lane and the standby, like, side-by-side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you merge kind of, like, right before the... Um, the room where you watch the safety spiel. So that's I kind think of how, that's there's how something, I, yeah, I would say for Lewis, there's something like there's some weird legal thing where like guests have to watch that, that safety spiel. So I remember that like when I was working the rides a really long time ago, like I remember if like the safety spiel at Soren started and you didn't, you were sort of new and you're kind of a little green in your job and you couldn't group the rows fast enough. You had to just stop because if the safety seal started, started, people couldn't get in line if they weren't going to hear the whole thing. Hmm. Wow, so, I didn't know that. So I, it, it could be that like they have to, you know, if the fact they couldn't go through the exit because they miss all that. And I don't know with with single rider, I forget how they bypass that because I, maybe it's posted somewhere where you're waiting. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's very interesting though because poor Indiana Jones. I mean. That goes back to what we we're talking about the walkway. It's it's almost bound by so many just legalities that for the average guest, like why do they do this? And I mean, I'm one of them, but I mean that makes so much more sense. On we wouldn't do this unless we had to, and this is why we have to. So that makes a lot of sense. No, absolutely. And um, so, what rides did you work on? Um, I worked on <laughs> I worked on Soren. Okay. Um, and nice, nice work, pal. Yeah. And, um, but a bug, the, it's tough to be a bug when we had it. Nice. Um, uh, and Muppet Vision 3D when we had it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That shows how long ago you worked there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you miss Bugs Land? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Bugs Life is like, is one of my top Pixar movies. So, okay. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not an Avengers person. Like, um, I don't, I don't hate the land, but um, I'm not a, like, I'm not an Avengers fan. I'm a Star Wars person, so I like Avengers movies. I'll go watch them, but like, I don't really know anything about like, I'm not a big fan on anything. Like, I don't know a lot of the the information or like the all the different MCU stuff. Like, I'm not big on it. Okay. Um. So before we go to food and wine, I want to ask you. No, we'll talk about we'll talk talk about that in Toontown. I'm so let's talk about food and wine. So. You talk about food and wine a lot on your on your podcast. You broke down a lot of the menu, and um, I've never been to one except this is the first time I've been to one. So, what what was your thought on this year's food and wine? Did you were you did you enjoy it? Have you experienced a lot of it? Or yeah, they uh, I was they changed a few things, which I was really excited for. They um, kind of spread the event out a little bit. Uh, that was kind of a recurring theme with a lot of the festivals this year. We saw. Festival of Holidays spread around. We saw um, the Lunar New Year Festival pretty much go into the whole park this time rather than kind of being shoved into the corner. Right. 
Um, and then for food and wine, we saw them bring more booths to Hollywood land, um, which they didn't normally have. So that was really cool seeing back that back there. Uh, we also saw like the Hollywood lounge in the back and that be all set up with new food items. We had all the restaurants participating like Carthay and Lamplight. And you have the, uh, the tasting seminars, which I did one of those too. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Um, I think the, the food options they had this year, there was a lot of great ones. Um, they had their memorable ones that they always do every year, like the, the shock value ones. Right. Um, so what was your, um, go ahead. I'm going to cut you off. Continue no. On. So I was saying overall, I think it was a, uh, it was a great improvement. Cause I feel like every booth had something that like was worth trying. Yeah. I thought I've only ever seen it from being like on YouTube and watching your videos and Mondo's videos and stuff like that. And Mr. Cheesy pops videos. Cause he's big into food and wine. Yeah. And, thinking is this worth it you know is, is is it you know so then i was with the the group i was with and nicole bought a she bought a card and i came back and they all had these cards i'm like what are these and they're like it's 55 dollars, and you get eight things i'm like damn disney that's pretty smart on your part because these aren't really huge portions so it's pretty good business on your part to give a small portion of something for you know one of the people that was with us he has like three left on his tab on his thing and we're gone. We're not there anymore. So it's like, why, why wouldn't you finish that and find something else? I, what a great idea. I've never experienced that. I love the idea of like everything down the walkway there in front of the waterfall going into to paradise pier. Uh, yeah, sorry, Pixar pier. And then um, the umbrellas that you had the magic lounge, you had the magic key lounge, which was nice. No one was in there when we went there, we were able to go in there and sit down and actually eat and try some cool stuff. I like the blueberry, um, like, cobbler kind of thing was good um we had um the cheese tray they had like this really cool cheese tray i got that too that was it was really good i'm not a cheese person they're like here try this i'm like what there was like a there was like a beer a lager cheese they had a Mm -hmm. a, a, like a triple jalapeno brie cheese which was like never heard of that before and then there's like smoked cheese and i'm like this is and i love dried apricots i'm like thank you so much for who, who doesn't love dried apricots they're the best thing ever but the best were, the best thing to do, uh, Sean, was to go grab some sourdough bread from the oh, Bodine, and then oh. we paired it with that cheese bread plate. Oh, yeah. The, the, the cheese. I'm like, why is this cheese? This isn't exciting. And then I start eating cheese like, here, try this. I'm like, what? Try this. I'm like, what is this? This is great. I don't I, I didn't care for the brie. They, they here, try this. I'm like, eh, it's all right. But everything else, all the other cheeses, which I like I said, not being a cheese guy. I hate goat cheese because that's just not, you know, but. I really enjoyed that. Um, we had like this, um, I want to say it was like pork, like little pork pieces of pork. Like, I cannot think of what it was, but there, it was like pieces had, of pork. Yeah. I'm trying to think, was it, uh, God, I'm trying to remember what. Really good, whatever it was. I'm trying to think what had pork there. We got it over in Hollywood land. So I, I know that because they walked around the corner and they had it over there. And it's like, Maybe oh, like, um, the pork belly. Pork uh, belly, yeah. Yeah, the pork belly. Was it a, was it a taco or a slider? It was just no. It was just like a piece of meat. There was nothing even on it. It was just like, I don't know. It was good, whatever it was. So I'm not gonna, I'm not complaining about it. And then the macaroni with bacon from um, the garlic. Garlicist. So good. We had that. I think we had that like three times. It was. We just grabbed that the day it was pouring down rain. Like we're hungry, and we just grabbed by one and grabbed them really quick, but. Have you done any festivals ever at Disneyland? I have not. I have not. So this was like. I have done the Food and Wine Festival uh, 
I didn't do it this year, unfortunately, but I did it last year, and we did it in 2019. I think that was when we last did it. But no, I haven't done anything else other than that. I moved up here in 2004, so a lot of that stuff I I don't get down at that time of year. I usually go during spring break, but it's not unusually with all my kids and stuff. And trying this time, <clears throat> I was by myself, so I was able to experience a lot of stuff I've never experienced before. But great idea! I'm like, this is you have the benches and the tables and uh, brilliant idea. So, what was some of your other favorite things that you had, Danny? Um, the flatbread for sure was my favorite one. Uh, a lot of my favorite ones this year were vegan. Um, so that was the impossible meat. Uh, I don't, that dish wasn't vegan. I don't think, um, but it had vegetarian meat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was over at the LA style booth. That was a returning favorite from last year, um, which I really, really enjoyed. It was kind of like a, like when you go to a Mediterranean restaurant, you have the, the gyro meat. It was a mm-hmm. kind of oh, a mock. That that's my favorite. Yeah. That's so why I hate goat so cheese. Good. Cause I used to work in a Greek restaurant and I used to have to make the fed, the, the the I'm sorry, feta cheese. I hate. I used to have to make the Greek salads, and I had to just crumble it up, and I just hated feta cheese from there on. Out. But gyro meat is the best ever. It's so good. Yeah, I never know how to say it. So is that it's how you euro. say it? Euro. Euro meat. It's kind of okay. like it's kind of like hero, but euro. But yeah, that's euro. It's okay. lamb and beef combined, and then I mean the place I was at, they would cut it off and grill it, and you have the the pita bread with it. So good. How would how, did, any, did either one of you guys try that? Was it the pub dog? Was that mm-hmm. good this year? Um, I think, I think it, was a, it was a chili mac or a mac and cheese hot dog or something like that. Yeah, that like, was that. Uh, that was that Daisy's. Oh my god, that was that was. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kitra got that pub hot dog. It was like the sausage, like an IPA sausage dog. I think it was. Yeah. Something, and they really liked it. So, I know last year when me and my wife did the food and wine, garlic kiss was her favorite. She's a huge garlic fan. I don't mind garlic, but it then we got the. It was the steak and mashed potatoes, but it was a different type of steak, and I forget the name of it. And I took a bite of that, and the steak was amazing. But the mashed potatoes were so loaded full of garlic. I was like, whoo, this is hefty. My <laughs> wife enjoyed it, but I had one bite. I was like, I'm going to stick to just the meat. And I forgot what type of steak it was. Um, oh, man, I can't remember now. I want to say it's like a pesto base, but I know it's not pesto. I forgot the name of it. Maybe Was it uh, chimichurri? Chimichurri, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yep, that's the name. Oh my god, that was good. The mashed potatoes, I was, I could have done without. I'm asking what meat we had. I'm trying to find out what meat that I had because I so, can't remember what it was. The, I was uh, the uh, lote uh, popsicle. I I didn't have that. So. Have you ever had it? I was going to ask you about that. Is well, uh, paletas I've had. Those are like you know Mexican like can made popsicles, right? You get from the like a, a Mexican ice cream shop or like a uh paladetto man like you know the little ice cream men that have it um so I've, I've recently found out in like more recent years that i'm uh i'm allergic to whey protein if you can believe that oh. and so uh in some cheeses uh whey protein is broken down so like a lot of the hard cheeses so you can eat that uh but um i can't have most milk items because the whey protein exists right so um, so I, I didn't have that because I can't have it, even though I'm sure it was probably good. <laughs> it was the pork belly sliders. That's what they just told me. So yeah, that was great. I, that was probably, that was really good. So <clears throat> yeah, pork That's belly, funny. Disney does pork belly really well. It was really, uh, it was, it was done really well. I know one of the, God, I, I want to say it was a Halloween time, um, food, food guide that came out like in 2018 or 19. 
they added pork belly for like one of the first times um, over in Bengal barbecue on the skewer. Mm. And um, it was such a popular item. It stuck around even to this day. So you can still get the pork belly over at, at Bengal barbecue. <laughs> I have not eaten there in years. It's funny. I, I go there and I eat like at the same places, you know, this time I had the Berea sandwich twice <laughs> in three days, but I mean, <laughs> it was, it's amazing. So you really can't argue with it. Yeah. Uh, the other, I would say the other Standout item for me in food and wine was um, the chicken wings, mm-hmm. the habanero chicken wings. Those yeah, the guy good. with us, had the, the, the gentleman that was with us with the, with his family, he loved them. I hate oh, that spicy so stuff. He's like, here, try this. I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I actually, my parents were visiting not that long ago, and I, I took them to the parks, and they tried that one, and they both loved that, too. So they mm-hmm. were loved the flavor and stuff like that. Um, and then there was also a brisket slider from that same booth. And that was really good too. I felt so. Yeah, can't uh, go wrong with me. Yeah, Cluckadoodle Moo was like that's the booth that had the the wings and the and the slider. Uh, that booth, everything there was pretty much a winner. Okay, um, you mentioned that you went to a tasting. What was that? Um, they can you explain what it was that you did? Yeah, we did. Um, just like last year too, I did a mixology seminar. So um, it's like literally one of the best deals ever, but they sell out really fast and they kind of don't really announce when they go on sale. You kind of just have to be in the know and like follow it. Um, But they, they're only 25 bucks. I think last year they were 20. So it went up five bucks, but still a deal. Um, And you go over to the Sonoma Terrace um, Mm -hmm. or in the case of the Trader Sam's one, you're, you're doing it inside Trader Sam's. Oh, nice. Um, But each seminar, um, is themed to a different um, bar location. Uh, and that could be in Anaheim or at Disneyland Resort. So they have one for the Blind Rabbit, which is a local speakeasy, um, not like five minutes from Disneyland. Um, and then there's um, like another one for like Strong Water and a bunch of other, other different kind of places that are nearby. Um, and then they have all the Disneyland bars. So they have one for the Magic Key Terrace, one for Lamplight Lounge, one for Trader Sam's, for Carthay Circle. And essentially the bartenders from that location um, host the seminar and you sit at a table with everything a bartender would have, including the liquor and all of the syrups and stuff. And they teach you how to make um, one of the famous drinks from that bar location. And, uh, And you make it yourself and they tell you all the ingredients in it. Um, and then you can drink the drink at the end and it's like the full size drink that you would order oh, nice. uh, when you're there. Uh, so we did last year was really unique and fun is, um, I just took, a, I was just like, you know what? Um, because they just, they had just announced that the magic key terrace last year was being redone. Um, mm-hmm. and that Kim Irvine, the Imagineer was going to be redoing it. And she kind of made that comment that like set the internet on like, all Twitter when they, when she said it was going to be like club 33 sort of. (laughs) And um, so they, we knew they were redoing it. And so I said, let's book the one for, for magic key terrace um, because they're redoing it. So maybe, maybe we'll do it up in the lounge. as like a secret. Um, They didn't do that. It was still in Sonoma terrace, but what we did get to do was we made a drink that didn't exist on the menu yet, but does today. Oh, nice. But at the time we got a preview of it. It was a drink. And at the time, maybe it was more of a precursor too, which we didn't even know. But last Food and Wine Festival, we made the drink for the Swiss Family Robinson. And then lo and behold, they announced the treehouse not that long later. So, 
maybe it's a precursor. But a lot of the drinks and food items at the Magic Key Terrace are themed and and modeled after expired defunct attractions. So, but this year we did Lamplight Lounge. Um, there was two seminars for Lamplight Lounge. Saturday they made the Fun Wheel, which is like a um, a hidden menu drink. There's a whole hidden menu at Lamplight Lounge that you can order from. A um, lot of a lot of fan sites have like created the hidden menu online, so you can pull it up and see the drinks that are there. Um, and then we on Sunday made a drink that was on menu but only seasonally, and it was called uh, like the Last Toast, and it mm-hmm. was a drink uh, inspired by Pixar's cocoa that they served like in the fall. Oh, nice! Uh, and it was a tequila martini uh, with like floating marigold flowers in it. So. Right on. That sounds yeah. awesome. Um, the yeah, food and wine was awesome. I will continue to make sure I do that every year now and go back to that. So that was a, a cool thing. I want to get into Toontown because I know yeah, you have a lot of other stuff to do tonight, so I don't want to hold you too long. But I want to um, – we saw you at Toontown. We went down – it was kind of – I booked this trip not knowing that it was going to be the day that Toontown opened. So, uh, so I got really lucky the fact that, hey – I'm already booked for this. This is great. So then they announced that March 19th, it got moved to, I'm like, damn, I'm going to be there for opening of something. Hell cool. Um, yeah. Toontown blew my mind. We, um, all of it. Uh, I watched your video today. Great video of just the, the detail of the houses. And let's start with you, Danny, just get your overall thoughts of the new, uh, Lewis's favorite land in Disneyland is Toontown. So <laughs> yeah. I remember him saying that. Yeah. I remember he's, saying that. Yeah. So your overall thoughts, a grade of A, B, C, D, what, what, what would you rank it? Um, I'd give it, I'd give it an A really, yeah. right? They, they, I mean, nothing was really wrong with the original Toontown, right? Um, right. We, um, you know, some people might give it a lower grade because they took stuff away, right? Um, but uh, there was, you know, reasoning behind all the stuff they took away. Um, you know, to bring some more green space and mm-hmm. uh, bring that space truly for kids to kind of like unwind. And, um, you know, one, although one of the parks is really largely taken up by strollers, yeah, <laughs> there's still a big problem. Three, there's still three other three or four other parks in the land. So there's still yeah. a lot of room for kids to run around. Um, but overall, I felt like, you know, they brought everything back to like, uh, like looking brand new again, which was yeah. really cool to see. I think the biggest change in my mind, I think Lewis can agree too, from just seeing it when the ride first opened rather than the land, uh, everything like around Roger Rabbit just looked so good. It was like mm-hmm. so vibrant and like clean and nice. Um, it didn't look like as much changed like on the newer part of the land as far as like the way, because I don't feel like anything was really all that bad looking over there before, but it was a little faded, like the mountains in the background and stuff. So seeing the new mountainscape mm-hmm. and, with the hills and um, of course we have three pretty major rides in the, in this small land now. Right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, you know, people discredit the, the gadget coaster as like not really a major ride, but I was saying on speculation Sunday and like on my podcast that for a lot of kids, that's, that's their first roller coaster. So mm-hmm. it's a good deal for them. Yeah. It's like what, so, 45 seconds or something. It's literally, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> You wait it's 45 minutes long. for 45 seconds, but it's still, it's fun. Like I said, my grandson a couple of years ago, I mean, years and years ago when he was probably like five, it was just like you said, his first roller coaster. It was so much fun, the roller coaster. So yeah, I, I particularly liked in your video, how you, how you highlighted all the stuff for the kids. 
um, you made it, you, you showed, you know, like between Goofy and Donald's house, you showed the kids playing, then you showed the kids playing on the spinner stuff. And it's just like, it literally, when I was there on Sunday, it, I, I couldn't even focus on it because it was so crazy. But I went back on Tuesday, we went back into, into that area. We were, I was in there for like a couple hours and just taking it in. I'm like, dang, this is really, really cool. The grass, where the treehouse used to be. And then like you said on your video, the, the quiet area, which I think is a brilliant idea. So we were with, we were with um, a family that one of their kids he is autistic. So it, and it was, and they were saying how nice it is. You can go back there and you just relax and uh, just chill. The green space, this area, I thought, I, I, I think they did a really, really good job. The, I do agree with you. The strollers in the rock by, by Roger Rabbit. What can you do about it though? Unless you make them park the at park down by Small World and walk yeah. up. You can't do that with little kids though, because it's a it's for kids, you know. Yeah, Mondo was talking to. Um, you know, it's funny we, we both ran into people that worked in Imagineering. We were there opening weekend, so I ran into the, the lead on the project, which was great. And I had ran into him at at D twenty three Expo, and um, I had a chance to talk to him that same day on the soft opening day. Um, so, you know, he told me all the stuff I shared in my video and then mm-hmm. and Mondo was talking to a different individual who said the original plan for Toontown was to not allow strollers inside at all. Um, and that was kind of the thought with all the parks and stuff like that. Um, but they just couldn't with operations teams at Disneyland figure out a way to, um, park the strollers outside of Toontown because small world needs so much space. And with the parade and everything like that, there's nowhere else to put the strollers. Um, Not only that, but if you have the fantasy land theater going, that's got its own stroller situation. Plus you have to keep pathways clear because when the theater comes out, that's, that's a little bit of a fire hazard too. So, um, you know, there's all these safety things that have to go into consideration. I'm sure Imagineers do their best to, to design something, but then operations who have to deal with it on a daily basis, they come up with a whole new, you know, slew of problems that could potentially happen. And so they did anticipate the park being used as a stroller parking, right. but it was the reality of kind of what they had to do. So, so. let me ask you about, um, so in the store that I'm looking at the picture here on my phone of it, in the store, when you get off Mickey and Minnie's, there's the cash registers, right? Yeah, you know, there's numbers on those cash. Do you know what those numbers significance are? Do you know what all the significances of all those numbers? Well, I know that they have a very similar thing um, at the concessions booth when you're on the ride mm-hmm. um, in the queue there. And those were like representative of like uh, different years of like Steamboat Willie and stuff like right. that. Um, and I saw that the ones of the registers in the store made sense that they were like years too, but I didn't know what they were. I'm going to quiz you and see if you might know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So one of them is 124.93. 124.93. Is that when Toontown opened? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. The other one is 12.05. Uh, Walt's birthday? Right. Okay. And then you have on the outside, on, on the outside of these, you have, um, so on the far right one, it says 5.07. Okay. And then on the other side to your left on the fourth one is 1950. So we're like, what, what are these two things? So we, this guy's walking through and we stopped him and his name was Chris. And he'd worked at Disneyland since Toontown opened. So he was the coolest guy. We talked for like five minutes 
And then he said, I worked off planet for a couple of years. Why this was being, why this was being redone. He worked over in galaxy's edge. <clears throat> so you have five Oh, say you have five Oh seven. And he told us that the one on the right and the one on the far left are a date. And he was trying to get us to figure out what they were. So it's zero five zero seven nineteen fifty. So it's five seven nineteen fifty. Any idea what it could be? Five seven nineteen fifty. Um. No. So then he tells us. He says, "Look around, and there's a train going around the around that around the top." Uh huh. So five May seventh, nineteen fifty, is when he built the uh, when Walt Disney built the train in his backyard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, what? And that so it blew our mind that we guessed it. He's like, yeah, the train. And I was just at the museum in June, and I might lost my mind seeing the train because it's there, you know. So coolest thing ever. But yeah, I thought that the the dates thing was really cool. The, the details in that whole that that runaway railway. I, I made the comment on our extra magic hour show that I like it better than rise of the resistance. I like it that much. I'm a huge Mickey mouse fan though. So, but I yeah. absolutely loved it. There's a lot of details on that ride. And I think they uh, really did it. They really spent a lot of times what I was saying um, in the past when we were talking about it, um, just making sure that it fit well with Toontown. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's a different vibe than, than the ride. Like as far as the, the, the the way it looks the mickey and everything but they still made the line and everything in the building feel like the rest of toontown which is hard because it was created in the 90s so it wasn't right. it's not exactly like modern stuff that they're doing uh lewis thoughts on the on, on the land i mean i'm i i, I thoroughly enjoy it there's some things that i'm obviously being very opinionated about it but um i the only thing that i, that I really wish to see more of in Toontown is what they did in that quiet area. I like seeing the kid-like atmosphere, and I feel like the park in front of Roger Rabbit, you could have did something there that, me personally, I think they should have put the fountain there, and actual picnic benches to play off that whole, because then they can move the benches if they need more scroller parking, some of that, but overall, I think Toontown just shows what you can do in a small space. Yeah, and the fact sure. that the fact that they have three key rides in that small footprint and star Wars land Avengers campus only has the two. It's like, what else can we do? And I yeah. think I, I, it really shows what you can do in a limited space. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. There's so much in Toontown, not, you know, not only the three rides, but you've got like Goofy's house, Donald's boat. You have um, Mickey's house, Minnie's house, yep. Mickey, a Mickey meet and greet. Like that's that alone already is like way more than Galaxy's Edge. And you got a food location, you know, another snack location, a Let gift shop. That, that, that hot dog with the macaroni and cheese on it. Yep. And the little yeah. chips too, right? It's got like yeah, on it. yeah. It was it was brilliant. I mean, you you basically got two hot dogs because the hot dog was so damn big. Yeah. So you, you got to eat the ends of the hot dog and then the actual hot dog. I'm like, this is, this is great. It was so good. <clears throat> I just had a regular hot dog, but my friends had the other one. I tried and they're like, oh, you finished. I'm like, okay, I'll finish it for you. No problem. Then it was so good. But yeah, the dressed up dog and then the, the flop over my wife had that. She said that was enjoyable. Um, we both enjoyed the watermelon beverage. The only thing I would do next time is eat the candy at the beginning 
<laughs> because I was trying to dig it out with a straw and that was not working. Yeah, I'm saying I I just said goodbye to the candy because I could never get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched another video of someone that did a a review, their honest review of of of, of Toontown. They said the music was too loud. I thought the music was perfectly. They, they I thought it was perfect. Uh, um, they said that it was done to drown out vloggers, and and I, I don't think so. I think it was just done to create that vibe in the park. As a vlogger, as a YouTuber, Danny, did you think that did it? I heard your. I watched your video. It didn't do. It didn't affect your video at all, from what I could tell. Did you think the music was too loud? No, the only thing I would say about the, I mean, I loved the, I loved the renditions of like the, oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And like, uh, the eye to eye, right. Uh, yep. all the songs from goofy movie. Uh, that was another thing I really loved about Toontown in general is that they brought, um, a lot of the nineties cartoons kind of yep. homages and little hints here and there. And I was saying on speculation Sunday that it's kind of like, you know, uh, all of us who were born in the nineties or mm-hmm. like around that time frame, like those were our cartoons. Right. Uh, and that's when Toontown opened. Right. And so, but Toontown really paid homage to like, you know, there was a little bit of rescue Rangers there, right. With gadget and stuff like that, but it paid homage to like a really an older version, like maybe our parents would recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, nowadays they kind of brought it into, you know, we're the ones that are having kids. Now you guys all have right. kids. And they're you're seeing your kids are seeing like the references to DuckTales and you're hearing the DuckTales theme song. And like, those are all things you remember. So like, right. it's great for you. And that they kind of brought it into a new generation that way, I feel, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then there's the things that they know, like all the Mickey shorts that relate mm-hmm. to the ride. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of brought it full circle, which brings, makes Toontown relevant for a whole new generation. Um, but as far as the music's concerned, and I don't know if Lewis remembers this because um, he was there when it was just the ride, but they had this really incredible like score that they were playing um, when it was just the ride. Mm-hmm. And um, that music never played Gone. when Toontown was open. Hmm. And I really liked whatever that was. And that was not from old Toontown. That was definitely new. Uh, it really set the pace, I felt like, and it made the land feel really cool. Right. Um, but they weren't playing any of that on opening day. And I went back this weekend and I still didn't hear it. So I don't know if maybe they just scrapped it and went with this other one instead, but I got a question for you, Danny. Are you a tailspin fan? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever see our tailspin interview? No. You're okay, gonna have gonna, to link me that. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play something for you really quick here that will blow your mind. Okay. So okay. it's about a minute and a half. Hang on one second. Good. Um for those of you who don't know who Michael is, um for our for our audience, the best way to explain what he does is I'm going to play a couple songs here that you might actually know of that 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 he's been a part of. So um, we'll just play a part of them because we can't play too much because then you get in trouble and there's, there's that kind of thing. But <laughs> this is kind of everyone's fa- one of everyone's favorites here. So um, let's play like 30 seconds of this. <laughs> Spin it! Let's begin it. Yes, 
that's one of them. You you wrote the theme to Tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you for that. <laughs> not, not that I can play it anymore. So. Spin it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's Michael Silvershire. He is the composer. He wrote, he wrote that. He wrote the Gummy Bear song, Gummy Bear Juice. Um, I love that. All those Disney afternoon shows. Yeah, I watched every single one of them. He he wrote the Happy Birthday, the one that they sing in the park. The the, the, oh okay. He wrote that. Um, Amazing. I sold him a car up here, and then they told me in my office what he did. I'm like, you got to be on my show. He lives like 10 minutes away from me. He's the most amazing guy in the whole world. So, <laughs> yeah, so cool. I figured he'd appreciate that. But um, we're coming to the end of our time. Overall thoughts, um, Toontown success, obviously, yes, they did. I think they did a great job with it. Yeah. There were some things, too, I wanted to mention. Yeah, uh, please. I don't want to take your time, so I know you have stuff to do. So Yeah. No, I was going to say there was um, – I don't know if you guys picked up on it because you had a chance to go back, you said, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lewis has been there a few times, too. So, um, But you guys have all been to Galaxy's Edge, so you know um, you know, they had John Williams, which was amazing, um, mm-hmm. score the Galaxy's Edge theme, um, uh, the Batu theme, you know, that you hear um, playing kind of in a mystical, magical sound uh, that as you walk from Frontierland or Fantasyland, um, or from Critter Country into Galaxy's Edge during mm-hmm. that transformation moment when you walk under each bridge, right? You hear the you hear the magic like pixie dust sound, and then you kind of are being transported, and you see like the the you know the walls transition to Star Wars. So um, they actually recreated this effect for Toontown, um, and they did it. And there's a new sound effect that transforms you from fantasy land into the world of tune. And also as really? you're leaving, uh, at the, it was a cool little thing. It's like magic pixie dust playing. And then they had like trumpets like, or trombones and tubas like falling or like a horse going and like the, just all these like weird tuned sounds, right. That are just like in a tornado as you're walking through and you're going into Toontown. On your video, did you walk under the bridge? Because I watched. I another didn't. Video. I, I saw I watched, that. I watched another video, and I cannot think of who it was right now. She walked. It was a woman. She walked under the bridge. I'm like, there is music right there. So, but I couldn't pick up on what it was. So, so I that. recorded it, and I'll play it for you guys right now. All right. But like, I I did an update video this weekend. So the next video that comes out on my YouTube channel, I actually spend time like highlighting that because I noticed it after Peter and Kitcher and I were done on opening day mm-hmm. and I had already kind of like finished recording all of what I was doing. So I was like, well, I'll save that for another one. I still haven't seen anyone highlight it yet. So, but as you're walking, this is kind of what you hear. That's pretty bad. It's just like random sound effects playing and like the mute and it's like basically like you're it's supposed to signal like the transition from the world of reality to the world of tune and you're like crossing that barrier. So 
it's a pretty cool little thing that they did. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, that I felt like it wasn't as prominent on opening weekend, but mm-hmm. like this time around, it was so loud. Yeah. Um, which was cool because it kind of made everyone stop and like look at it and think that's, about what was cool. happening. <clears throat> yeah, the um, video I was watching, like I said, she walked underneath it and you could hear something, but she just kept it was literally the media day when she was or right after the media day when they first soft opened, like literally mm-hmm. like five minutes. She was like first in line. She walked in there, you could hear her, like, whoa, what is that sound? Like picked up on something, but I couldn't tell what that's that's awesome. Yeah. And then there's um the person that Mondo was talking to on opening day, he mentioned that there's a lot of stuff that's still coming to Goofy's house mm-hmm. that wasn't quite ready yet. And of course, Donald's play pond wasn't open either. Um, and as I went um, this weekend to film kind of what was looking like over there, it was funny. I was talking, I was literally filming the duck pond uh, play area and saying this isn't open yet still. And all we know is maybe that it's going to open in May. And then as I'm filming it, saying that they opened it, but they didn't, they didn't open it for the water. They they were using it as a Donald Duck meet and greet, which was kind of oh. nice because it's off the path, you know? Yeah. So they were able to kind of queue people up and like let Donald sit in there and take photos. And he's in front of his boat. So it's yeah. a good backdrop for photos. Um, so that was kind of cool. They were using it at least for something, you know, for the time being, rather than just having it closed off. Um, but in addition to that, um, in the backyard of Goofy's house, there's that bridge that you walk over. And when you guys were there, it was only doing creaking noises, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the gentleman that Mondo was speaking with said that when it was planned, each plank of the bridge was supposed to make a different sound effect, <laughs> um, but they couldn't get it to work right up until the... And there wasn't a lot of opportunity to work on it just because of the weather, you know what I yeah. mean? So um, when I went this weekend, it was working. So every, oh, single, nice. every single plank was a different, like kind of wild sound effect as the kids would walk over it. So rather than just be the creaking noise. So that was kind of cool. They're just going to keep adding stuff. Plus all of the stuff on the tree house in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even, it's not even installed yet. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff still coming. Yeah. You'd said that in your video as well. You'd po- pointed out that stuff wasn't, wasn't in there and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. Th- I think they did a great job. I, everyone was like, Oh, I messed with Toontown. I'm like, damn, they did a really, really good job with this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite land still, but you know. Yeah, I think Lewis brought up a good point because he said like it shows you what's a what they can do with just small space. Like, yeah. I mean, Disneyland's kind of like the king of that, right? Like, it does so much in like a small space compared to like the Magic Kingdom, which has so mm-hmm. much space yeah. and everything's so spread out. Uh, so I feel like when we get new expansions into like Disneyland Forward or whatever they do in the future, I feel like that's the theme. Like Lewis is right. Like that's kind of what we're going to have is like these smaller spaces, but they're going to pack so much into it. You know, they did a great, brilliant job. So that's, you know, and then they put Pandora back there in the, in, in, you know, like you said, in (laughs) a whole nother show. (laughs) The only thing about Tinto that I wish they would change. It's probably an easy change. Is I feel like, and I think Danny, I think you've mentioned it either on speculation or one of your shows is the audio loop in Toontown is very limited. I, I feel like there's only about probably maybe six or seven tracks on there, which I mean, I don't mind though. at first, but if you're in line for something, you're going to hear those songs quite a bit. When we were eating, uh, I remember tapping my foot here in DuckTales. Like, oh, that's awesome. And then just a few minutes later, DuckTales was back on. I was like, oh, okay. And then a few minutes later, it was back on. I was like, wow, they're really uh, pumping DuckTales right now. But um, 
I mean, it's easy to add on to, and I hope they mess with those sounds throughout the seasons. I hope that during Christmas time, we get some of like the old vinyl Mickey holiday stuff, or during the Halloween time, we get some like trick or treat um, Donald and his nephew. So it'd be really cool if they added those sounds during the different holiday seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Toontown always already had an overlay for the holidays, right? So I'd be interested to see how that holiday overlay changes with the newer version. Um, and if they choose to not do it too, that could be a possibility. So, um, but you know, it, it'd be nice to see that. And hopefully that includes the music too. Like you were saying, that'd be nice. Um, now I'm curious when we see Max. Yeah. And also, yeah, like that's another thing too, that we didn't talk about really in this episode was, uh, Toontown really transitioned to be sort of like Galaxy's Edge in the sense of it became a living land, right? The characters yeah. were were walking around. Mickey was, you know, on his front porch in the morning and the evenings, kind of like, you know, he's going back to his house at the, in the morning and at nighttime. Um, there's, uh, you know, other characters just got, like Daisy's coming out of her, her new mm-hmm. apartment that's back there. And then she was walking around the people that were eating in her cafe. Like, oh, I was, you know, I, Funny story about that. We're sitting there eating, and um, I don't think Lewis was with us at the time, but the people that I was with, um, Daisy walked through, and this lady was walking through with a purpose, with, with, with a purpose with with Daisy. And Nicole freaked out because that's her, Daisy, Daisy. And the girl came back. Daisy came back, hugged her. They came up. They were hugging each other, and the lady was just rolling because of how excited she was to see Daisy. And it was just so funny. And Daisy was so accommodating. And yeah, that's one thing you're right. We didn't touch on. I Pluto walked by me and gave me a high five. It just it, it was just like this is really kind of cool. That's just you know, and that was all on that was on Tuesday when I met Pluto and stuff. But just by himself, I didn't even see anyone with him unless he took off from his handler. But he was by himself, and Goofy was like stumbling around over. So didn't then start playing with the kids with the stuff in his. It was, it, yeah, is it was Pete, done right for sure. Is Pete still in hiatus? I didn't see Pete. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Seeing him has been very limited due to the demand of Pete. Well, so Pete. I want. I, I wonder. I hopefully they don't change him to become a line meet and greet, and he falls into place with the rest of them roaming the land. But every small clip of Pete that I've seen, yeah. he is just swarmed immediately. Well, on Mondo's video of Pete, you see Lewis over there. Stumbling over to see him. <laughs> you can see Lewis in his video. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, but like like Lewis was saying, uh, maybe Max. You know, that'd be cool to Max see. Max would be great. There's a lot of potential for them to just bring random characters. They have characters for Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. They have characters for um, all the Ducktail characters. Yeah. You know, the Tailspin characters. They have all those. They they were out for '90s Night. Um, so there's so many opportunities for them to like bring these characters back there and like to have them walk around, you know, Toontown because it they is have Toontown, a tailspin right? balloon. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That he, was <laughs> out, he was out at, he was out at nineties night. Nice. And he, he was also out with, uh, King Louie. And, um, I forget the villain's name in tailspin. I mean, there's multiples, but the Panther like character, uh, they were out when Disney was doing long lost friends week. Mm-hmm. Uh, tailspin was out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they can do something in Toontown like what they do with Haunted Mansion. They can do, hey, we have fit friends visiting from Duckburg. I mean, they have yeah. street signs pointing to yeah, Duckburg. They do have signs so now, yeah. You could have yeah. that where, hey, this week we got, you know, friends from Duckburg visiting Toontown. Come and join us. There's a lot they can do, especially 
since it's Toontown, they don't have the boundaries that Star Wars is kind of potentially facing where poor Darth Vader yeah. can't seem to step into Galaxy's Edge. Yep. And uh like yeah, like you were saying, the the, the sign when you first walk in says Duckburg, Spoonerville, which is where um, you know, like Pete and um PJ, I think his son's PJ, right? PJ, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and his wife, they all live in Spoonerville. Um, and then there was Hot Dog Hot Dog Hills, which I think is from like one of the other like playhouse, like Disney Disney Junior shows. So there's like a bunch of other things that they could add in is there. there. A Roxanne character? There Roxanne, is from, I think, uh, is a Goofy movie. I, from the Goofy movie. Yeah. And then his friend, his, his the, the chief. Paul the Polly Shore. Um, I forget his name. The Leaning Tower of Cheese Guy. Yeah, Bobby. Yes. <laughs> the only thing well, I would say, the only thing I could say if I had to pick a gripe for Toontown um, would be like uh, like a couple of things, just the tree. Like I think the tree mm-hmm. was should have been fake. And I said that. And like I just think, you know, um, the rest of Toontown is fake, right? It's, it's right. Toon. Um, so why put a real tree and why make why make such a big deal to emphasize a real tree when it's yeah. not like you're in Toontown, you know? So it should have been some artificial, like like larger than life tune tree. I wonder uh, if it was a budget thing where they're like, damn, we 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 can't do that and we have to we were running behind or something, then just let's just plant a tree. You know? Yeah, I think they were trying to model it after the tree in um Marceline, Missouri, where Walt okay. came from. And so I think they picked like a similar tree to to that tree but um i don't know if that was the right move uh in a toontown you know what i mm-hmm. mean because everything else is fake right. so and then the other complaint i would say is the the quality of the grass the fake grass that they chose was really yep. poor yeah um and if you're gonna have kids play on it and stuff like that like i just feel like disney could have um you know since they're they're kind of on that no grass initiative um if they could have just chose a higher quality um, it seems grass. like it seems like 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 the grass that's in like the haunted mansion is a it was would be a better it would because it's thicker, but I don't know how that would work in Toontown. But that's like a more high like you said, like more high quality grass for sure. This one's more like astroturf, and it kind of has to be because you're walking on it. So I understand that point too. And see that grass that I like the grass in front of Mickey's house and the grass in front of Rogers. The grass around the fountain, if you go in and you and you hang a left towards Goofy's. That one just seems way out of place. It just, it really throws you off. And my only gripe would be that spot of grass and the placement of the fountain. I feel like the placement of the fountain is just weird because it really causes this fork in the road. And you really don't know. I mean, at least opening day, it seemed like that. Maybe it's died down now. But the fountain, I think that fountain, since it has Mickey and Minnie, the way they're doing that, I think that would have been cool. If you had it right in front of their house where the last fountain was, I mean, it just, it worked there or in front of Rogers. But overall, I, I agree. I think that tree could have been a little bit more thought out. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I shared the idea of doing like a tree of life, but Toontown style. Right. That would have been cool. But it's, we'll see. Maybe that'll be the first expansion project they hit yeah. with that tree is, hey, let's change this up. And that could be, I mean, that could be a thing like all of a sudden, hey, we got this. We finally got working what we wanted to do. It didn't work in the beginning. They could drop that in overnight almost if they had to. You know what I mean? Possibly. You know, we'll see. But yeah, uh, Toontown was awesome. 
this show was awesome. Danny, I can't thank you enough for doing this with us every month. Um, tell us again where we can find your stuff, your show, your podcast, your YouTube channel, where we can find you. Yeah, uh, the podcast, you can find every, every platform like you do, Walt's Apartment. Um, just search for 5571, uh, and you can subscribe to that. Um, usually Mondays or Tuesdays. Uh, this week's going to be Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, and then um, the YouTube channel is just search Just Ask Danny, um, and then you can subscribe there. New videos typically every week. Yes. Um, doing a lot of theme park updates, um, sometimes doing – uh, non-theme park stuff depending on what's going on uh, and some disney world too if i can yeah, so yeah your stuff with the hurricane with peter and kipper was great when you guys were all there for the hurricane yeah that was it was fun but crazy too yeah i'll bet <laughs> but yeah i appreciate you doing this like i said we've talked for like a year trying to figure this out and finally getting you to come on i, I really appreciate you lewis i appreciate you taking the time but does anyone else have anything else they want to add before we wrap it up no, I think we covered it all. I think so. Until next time, thank you so much. And we hope you enjoy the view from Walt's apartment. Good night, everyone. happy place welcome Disneyland is your land here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals the dreams and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world